0: Have a vision for your business. Your priority might be to expand facilities or bring in the best talent. At Century Insurance, we listen, learn, and work to understand your business and your plans to help protect your new locations as your business evolves and your vision comes true. Century, right by you. Property and casualty coverages and render written and safety services are provided by a member of the Century Insurance Group, Stevens Point, Wisconsin. For a complete listing of companies, visit Century.com. Policies, coverages, benefits, and discounts are not available on all states. See policy for complete coverage details.
2: Let's pop in congregation. It's your girl, Lacey Mosley, a.k.a. Scam Goddess. The podcast all about robbery, fraud, and those who practice it. Sometimes we love them. Sometimes we hate them. Yes! Parasocial girlies, walk with me here. Today. You know I'm very what? excited. Yes, I know you said it, and I know your babies said it, too. Keep y'all's babies ingratiated. I want more baby theme song videos, because those give me joy. Those are my children now, okay? So today, we have an amazing comedian, actor, writer, and producer on the show. You've heard and seen him on The Prank Panel, The Righteous Gemstones, Sing Two, Archer, Bad Trip, and much, much, much more. Check out his new podcast y'all bombing with eric andre where every week a special guest talks about their worst moments on stage in public or just bombing in life listen on the iHeartRadio app or everywhere you get your podcast plus he's on tour doing stand-up in a city near you go to ericandretour.com that's ericandretour.com congregation please welcome Eric Andre to the show. Hi, Eric.
3: Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Ice cream's so good.
2: Ice cream so good. Mm. I would be so good at that.
3: <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You can do it.
2: I just, I just You know on TikTok?
3: Are you on TikTok?
2: People are going to be like, Lacey, I know the strike is happening, but did it get this bad? Then I'm like, scam, so mean, good. Bra, Rob, Rob, Rob,
3: Rob, 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 Rob. Rob, Rob, Rob. <laughs> Yes, 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 yes.
2: Rob me so good, my wallet, my wallet, take my wallet. <laughs> oh man, I could eat it up. Whoo! It was crazy because do she's doing Nobody's live appearances you. now, so they're seeing that the lighting in her house ain't matching with her skin tone. I think they thought she was light skinned Is she brown skin? And they're like, wait a minute, she's a black.
3: <laughs> wait, her fans are racist.
2: <laughs> Duh!
3: <laughs> they didn't do. They didn't do the research. <laughs>
2: If you are giving money to a non-player character on TikTok, you are definitely, probably, likely to be racist. Really? And they were like, "Wait that's a minute! A sta- that's a bold statement. That's a bold statement." White, <laughs> like the white that mom, that moment in White Chicks where he's like, "You get away from me, you jackaboo. <laughs> it's very much giving that. We were talking before, and I do just have to say we're on strike, so I can't. I'm not going to mention the name of the show, but I did love you in the HBO show. Um...
3: I think you can name it because I'm not promoting it. I don't. Really okay, know what the rules can are. I think? I think can. the
2: rules are I can say the righteous. Don't don't look stones.
3: don't look to me for the it's rules. Also by the way. It's also done. It's also
2: done. They're not. I don't think they're doing any more seasons.
3: Yes, 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 yes.
2: Yes, 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 ice cream's so good. But you were so <laughs> fucking funny in that. Like Thank you very much. I appreciate that. A legend. I, I was a little scared, Eric. Uh, when I was told that we booked you because I was like, he is so well known for just trolling so fucking hard.
3: I don't troll. I would say trolling has a negative connotation. It to does. It, huh? I
2: don't mean it in a negative I way. What would, love, what would be I a prank better love. way? It, no, you know what? It's that you, you have an innate talent at catching people off guard and creating authentic experiences in spaces where people pretty much think that everything's gonna be controlled. But it's it's amazing. It's like it's the nicest thing
3: anyone's ever said to me. That's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. Thank you.
2: It's like I was in awe of it. I don't like the word trolling. You're right. You. Trolling is negative. That's not what I meant. I literally was in awe of it because you can like get to people's heart like immediately. Listen, you're a scam God. I'm I'm getting scam God energy from you. I'm a scam God as you I, very well might be a scam God. I'm a humble
3: guest in your house <laughs> and I appreciate everything you've done. Well. with your With your music.
2: With my music.
3: one time I met uh, Richard Simmons on a red carpet and I was like, dude, I'm a big fan. I used to watch your exercise videos growing up and he grabbed my hands and he looked into my eyes and he goes, you have no idea how many people you have touched with your music. (laughs) What? I was like, my music? I was like, I think he thinks I'm Macy Gray. (laughs) (laughs) That intro to As Told by Ginger
2: changed the <laughs> lives of my children <laughs> eric's like um i'm just a light-skinned like, man with afro malcolm x when you uh
3: millie or Vanilla,
2: when you when people
3: are yeah when people are like what do i know you from what's your name what's your name again i just say jussie smollett
2: no oh my god Free i got my to... man jussie a free Jesse. He was just doing a little goof, guys. It was a little fun <laughs> goof. He
3: was just having fun.
2: <laughs> Shouldn't black people be allowed to have fun? Okay? Girls! Ooh, do you feel that in the air? like white cream. Are you kidding me? It's giving rich, okay? Quince is that girl. Y'all know you see me in their pieces all the time. Get into it. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash goddess for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash goddess to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash goddess. Finding the perfect t-shirt has always had me like Goldilocks, trying on shirts. This one's too hard. This one's too soft and it fell apart because y'all know I got it from a cheap website. And this t-shirt from Skims is just right. From fit to quality, it is one of my, like these are my favorite t-shirts. I have three different ones. Y'all know I love me in onyx because I'm going to be wearing black all the time. Um, they have a cotton long sleeve jersey tee that I really like too because the material is so soft. But when I put it in the washer, she don't have a whole transformation or makeover. It's not move that bust when I take it out. She looks the way that she looked when I put her in. And we know we cannot say that for all t-shirts, okay? So you can have staple t-shirts that you can mix and match and wear up or down. Maybe we're going to a fancy night out. Maybe we're going on a date. Maybe we're lounging around the house. I love these shirts so much because I can do so many different things with them. It's like, I'm telling y'all, Skims, they doing right over there. I got on the underwear right now. I can't give it up. I think they got me, y'all. I'm not even playing. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know I sent you. After you place your order, select Scam Goddess in the survey and select My Show in the drop down menu that follows. But we always ask on this podcast, Eric, what is your relationship to scams? Like, do you love them? Do you hate them? Have you ever been involved in one that's passed the statute of limitations? <laughs> or like, it could be anything. Have oh, you been? Scammed.
3: I love, uh, I love, I love Nigerian email scams. My friend Dan mm-hmm. Curry used to email the nigerian email scammers back and like yes. do long correspondence or he'd be like dude i need to get i need to get this money off my hands right away what's yes. your guys's address <laughs> just to get them all riled up but uh no i was a telemarketer when i was 15 years old in pompano Ooh, beach florida
2: okay so yeah. yes very much yeah. involved in scams so as a telemarketer yeah. firm that you worked for as a legal employee what were you guys selling at dinner time?
3: There's actually a documentary about it. The Safety Brothers just put yeah. out. Yeah,
2: uh, Sam is yeah, coming on was, the podcast uh, next I, week. <laughs>
3: I, worked, I worked on that at that company. You fucking were, like, worked nationwide. there too. Yeah, when I was 15 Eric, years holy old. Holy shit! I'm old, no, this is crazy because so we're interviewing no, it's Sam. Crazy. So,
2: <coughs> okay.
3: So I didn't. I didn't work at the place in the the place in the documentaries in New Jersey, but yeah, I I, I worked at like some satellite office, same company.
2: Yeah, because they started expanding um, like McDonald's. They started doing franchises. They were like, money is up.
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, they were like a billion dollar industry. But I didn't know. Like, I saw this is how old I am. So you're
2: 15. I was looking
3: for a job. When I was fifteen, I was looking for a job in the classified section of the newspaper. Okay. And it was why like, were you looking for a like, job
2: at fifteen? I love employed children. Like I just a, want to know why. Like
3: a summer, like a summer job to make some extra money, you know. Okay. And uh,
2: Eric's a hottie. He was like, "I gotta get these bad bitches there, there, there in this breadsticks." <laughs> I was a virgin.
3: I was a fucking virgin. I was eating free breadsticks at Olive Garden. Um, I, there was this ad in the paper. It was like you can make fifteen bucks an hour. And I was like, 15 bucks an hour? I'm going to be rich. And then uh, I just would go to this telemarketing place, and it was as crazy as it is in the documentary.
2: So what was the hiring process like for you as a 15-year-old? Was it your first job?
3: No, my first job was at a record store in Boca Raton, Florida, Peaches Music and Records, or something like that, CDs. Now
2: why did you leave Peaches?
3: Peaches, you know Peaches?
2: No, I'm just saying, why did you leave
3: it? I got paid five bucks an hour, and, okay. and then school started again. I would just do summer jobs, and then when school started, I would quit my job and Cute. go back to school.
2: So yeah. you left Peaches, and instead of going back to Peaches, like, hey, Peaches, I'm here again. It's me, Herb. You said, I'm going to level up to this triple the rate that you were getting telemarketing yeah. situation.
3: So yeah, when you yeah, did yeah.
2: onboarding, what did they ask you like when you got hired?
3: I don't really remember the job interview. I think I just went, my boss was like a stoner. He was like a total Florida beach bum. And I was like, hey, uh, I want to work here. He's like, you have any experience? I was like, no. Nah. He's like, great. You got the job, brother.
2: <laughs> you have any experience? <laughs> and then
3: like a day No, into,
2: great. You got the job. No. He was done.
3: <laughs> and then like a day into the job, he's like, you don't smoke weed, do you? And I was like, I certainly do. And we'd like, hotbox his car and get fucking ripped off the shittiest brown florida weed and uh, then i go back to the phones i'd be like can you give money to the police or whatever and people would people would it's a fucking total scam
2: so was it like the police or was it like just like a script that you read for anybody yeah it was a
3: script it was like we're 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 raising money for the police can you donate 10 20 or 50 bucks and one out of like fifty people would, and this place had a whole scam. And then I was like really into the Jerky Boys, so I would do like, I would do like Jerky Boys cosplay kind of shit.
2: What is there. Jerky Boys?
3: Oh man, they're the best. They're the best. They they were prank callers in the '90s. They put out like a bunch of like platinum albums. It's like rare to have a comedy album go platinum if you're not Weird Al Jankovich, And they put out like the best prank calls ever and prank calls is like a lost art form they are like they're scammers in a way if you they prank
2: are scam nobody wants to be called um, anymore
3: nobody picks up an unknown number back in the 90s there was no caller id you just raw dogged a phone it was like chat roulette you just f- picked up
2: That's sexy. especially like
3: a business you just had to pick up so the jerky boys are the best prank callers in history. You have, to, you have to listen to those series. Okay, you I
2: will listen to, to them. Listen congregation, to the y'all, listen to the y'all listen to the Jerky Boys. I know I'm going to get dragged. They're going to be like, to. you don't know about that. They love to drag me when I don't know something.
3: But no, it's fine. It's worth it. I drag. love this I think... for
2: you. So how long did you work at this calling center? Just I a summer? I did it a
3: couple summers. I did it a couple summers. Oh, and, so you uh, came back. It... You
2: fucked with it.
3: Yeah, the money was good. Everybody there was crazy. Like, ex-cons, like, People, before face tattoos were cool, if you had a face tattoo, it means you, like, killed somebody. Right. <laughs> Teardrops and stuff. You know what I mean? It was, like, it was real gangsters in there and and all walks of life. It was totally a sitcom. It was, like, it was, like, um, it was a beautiful mix of Floridians and
2: uh i know exactly what people you would be mean.
3: drinking people would drink, be drinking like hennessy and whiskey at mm-hmm. their at their stations and this one guy was like a total redneck he had like a huge mullet he looked like kenny powers from eastbound and down and he was he had like a crazy tattoo on his arm it was all scratched it was like a scratch out tattoo i go like, oh. mm. i go i don't remember what his name was i was like dave what was that what's that tattoo on your hand he goes oh man, I used to have a swastika on my hand when I was 13, but then I crossed it out because I kept getting in trouble for it. (laughs) I was like, and then he'd be like, hey, yo, if you uh, call M&M's or Skittles, you know those question or comment, 1-800 numbers on the back of the bags, call up M&M's and just say you found a Band-Aid and some hair in your M&M's and dude, they'll send you like three pounds of M&M's for free. (laughs) I was like, no way. He's like, hell yeah, I got a garage full of M&Ms. I just call them. Every once in a while, I said, I found a little like rat hair in my... in my. M&Ms.
2: Yo, he was <laughs> the plug. He was the plug. He said, look, okay, I did have some Naziisms in my past. I love that he was like, I got to do a tattoo removal, but didn't have the funds or resources. So he was like, I just got to keep scratching it. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. It was ticket. just like a
3: zig... Yeah. Just
2: every week, I didn't go, where's my quarter? Where's my good quarter to scratch off my Nazi tat? <laughs> You know I like my good quarter. Like, I love that for him. He sounds like a reformed Nazi. And listen, we can all make poor choices in our life. And if you've received new information, like, maybe you shouldn't hate and want to kill people for existing, you know, get a, get a quarter. Start scratching it off. Sounds like a good dude yeah. to me.
3: Yeah, him and this other guy used to drink goat's, goat's blood. They had, like, a, Not a bottle of goat's Goat's blood. goat's blood. Okay. And, and they were the like. Because the milk, drink if you're like lactose intolerant,
2: goat cheese is still no. very good for you. But blood, goat's blood. Not milk. Okay.
3: Blood, yeah. they were <laughs> was like the most insane people you've ever met. It was like the most beautiful.
2: Honestly, those have been Ameri- the best Americans. jobs for me, too. I can't say too much because it's going to be my book, but I worked for several drug drive- Drug fronts that I didn't know were drug fronts until I slowly started realizing they were. But best staff ever. Didn't care if I was seven minutes late. Didn't know what was in the register, so it was never short or full. Honestly, I could have stolen from them a lot, but I was afraid, so I did my honesty cuz i was like you do your honesty where you know people going to kill you now if you go to a big corporation maybe do your theft there B- because they're going to like what fire you give you a bad recommendation take you to court ooh so scary i don't want to get my knees broke again we talked about this before the podcast i have Houston knees i need these I so i would
3: say one thing you should talk about it if it's in your book it'll only drive people to the book
2: yeah well i just did and also, okay, y'all, I October 8th. I didn't want you to hold back. 8th, if you're in New York City, pull the fuck up. October 8th, 7:30. We're doing a live scam goddess. It's official, legit. So get your tickets before they sell out. I'm not I'm telling y'all first. And then I'm gonna post on the on the socials, but I'll tell y'all first right now. Get them tickets. October 8th, Bell House, New York City. It's up and it's gonna be stuck. So Let's move to our first segment here. What is hot in fraud? This is where we warn our listeners about popping scams and the zeitgeist. Or more often than not, we get a letter from one of you all. As always, snitch on your friends, family, and your enemies. At scamgoddesspod at gmail.com. Just make sure you what? Make sure the scam is retired so we don't what? Yes, fuck up your bag. Amen. Okay? Get it good and done. Do it a lot and some. And then tell me about it. Because we don't want to run it up or maybe maybe we can a little bit so um eric i just need a fake name for this person gender is a construct we don't give a shit it can be any name
3: you want any name
2: any name uh
3: peewee because i was a big peewee herman fan so oh
2: peewee r.i.p right he passed
3: all right this yeah. year right
2: so yeah. peewee peewee says The other day, my wife came home with a new bag of slippers and several books for me as a just-because gift. It was so sweet, and I really loved all the items. But money had been tight recently, and I was like, babe, you used your fun money for this, right? She turns to me and says, no worries, I stole most of it. Mm, Beautiful. I do want to say that Pee Wee did title this email... Biggest scam and best decision marrying a white woman. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Wait. I, I totally disassociated. What what did Pee Wee do?
2: So Pee Wee titled this email Biggest Scam and Best Decision. No, but decision, what was his
1: scam? What was his scam? A what did he woman. do?
2: So now this is Pee-wee talking about their white queen. And they said, the other day, my wife came home with a new bag of slippers, several books for me, just as a because gift. It was so sweet, and I really loved all the items. But money has been tight recently, and I was like, but babe, you used your fun money for this, right? She turns and says, no worries, I stole most of it. Now, I will reveal gender here because this is a lesbian couple, Where one of them is black and one of them is white, white, and that comes into play. So, backstory here is that as a black woman, Pee Wee says i am very careful when i go shopping especially at nice places hand in pockets don't touch nothing don't carry it in a big bag you know the usual my white wife had no idea that that was my (laughs) and most black folks experience once she realized she decided that her anti-racism task was to start stealing shit i know that's right an ally And, and second of all i do the opposite these days I walk into places, and I don't know about you, Eric, because I know you popping. I know the girls know you when they see you in the streets, and but you're still very much visually black. Um, you might be light and bright, but, but we can tell you black. We know you black. And <laughs> I still, like, I have my big purse. I touch everything in a motherfucking store. I'll do whatever, because I need you to know that I'm an, uh, an important negress that you can't kill or harass. I took a Chanel bag with me to surgery because I was like, maybe if they see this bag, they won't try to kill me on the table. It actually kind of worked a little bit because the woman who checked me in at the hospital was like, she walked me and I thought she was walking me into the hospital and she stopped me. And she was like, where did you get that boy bag? It's been off of the market for a long time. And I was like, "Uh." but I was like,
3: (laughs) wait, so you wait to back it up. You're saying you touch everything in a store to prove that you are rich. Or you touch everything in the store to prove that you are.
2: I touch everything the in the this? store to prove that I deserve to touch everything in the store. Like they'll see me and they'll uh, be like, why does this little negress uh, have so much? Audacity? That you're worthy. And then they'll that assume you're worthy. Got it. that um am Barack I- Obama cousin. Or something. Right.
3: I always feel like they think I'm stealing, so I I don't touch anything.
2: Exactly. Which is why I've been doing the opposite lately. I want you to think like, wow, she's doing a lot in here, but she's so confident about it. I want you to see me. Touching things. I want you to see me try on a hat and then toss it casually on the top of my bag. Not inside, I didn't steal it. On the top of my bag, like, mm, maybe I'm gonna take it later. Like, I want you to be, if you wanna be on my ass, be on my ass. So, we're back to the story here that a black woman, Pee Wee, Says, I am very careful when I go shopping, especially at nice places, hand in pockets, don't touch nothing, don't carry a big bag. You know, the usual. My white wife had no idea that that was my and most black people's modus operandi. Once she realized she decided that her anti-racism task was to start stealing shit. Love that, Ally. Now, she does this with ethics. She only takes from big box stores and other major companies that account for shrinkage in their products which shrink is a real thing like people steal and they account for it says we choose to spend our hard-earned dollars on small black and other queer vendors wherever possible anyway she started small magnets buttons enamel pins maybe some costume jewelry but now she's purposely wearing baggy clothes and shoving all kinds of shit in her pants We came out of Michael's the other day and as soon as she sat down in the car she started pulling out package after package after package after package package out of her pants while I just cackled. The best part, if she ever gets caught she can weaponize those white woman tears and go full Karen on them. If I tried any of this I'm adding this. My black ass, I would surely be caught and prosecuted immediately. Instead, my white wife steals gifts for me that I get to keep, and I get to keep my hands clean. More of the story. Marry an anti-racist white woman. Wow.
3: I think her wife might have uh, kleptomania. (laughs)
2: Yeah, it's.
3: There might be deeper issues going on.
2: (laughs) You're stealing. You're going to Michaels. Michaels gay as hell. Y'all are so gay. Y'all going to the gayest place to steal from. Michaels Arts and Crafts. Go to Hobby Lobby cuz they they're anti-gay. So go over there too. And anti woman So we should be stealing from the people we really need down bad as well. But you go over there. I haven't been to, I haven't pockets. been to
3: a store. I haven't been to a store in like 10 years.
2: <laughs> okay, Oprah. <laughs>
3: Like a, no, I Eric. Mean, how like much? Amazon, how much does a, a banana got, cost?
2: How much does a you banana got Amazon,
3: cost? A banana costs one hundred and forty-five dollars. <laughs> <Am> I? <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, Amazon, Amazon, Etsy, <laughs> eBay. You get
2: your bananas from Etsy.
3: They <clears throat> draw faces no, on them. No, I mean them. shopping. Shopping is irrelevant with the internet.
2: Truly, but so she's getting high off of stealing from the supply, right? So when people get right. high on their little kinks, I'm sure the sex is, like, explosive after. You know, you when know you see sure. people steal in movies, and then they get in the car, and they suck on a cigarette real hard, like, Oh, yeah. Like, they're just so geeked up. I figure that's the kind of energy that she's giving. It's just, of like, course, sucking yeah, on course. a cigarette. Just, like, like one puff is, like, down to the bone <clears> of the cigarette, <throat> to the booty hole of the cigarette. Just, yeah. Like, and then and then she's going to sex you real good when you get home with all your free shit. <clears throat> I see no downside.
3: Uh, well.
2: <laughs> you can't. Feel free. Feel free to. I don't think, like, I don't think the
3: stealing too. is the downside, but I think the stealing is a symptom of a larger psychological issue happening. That may be. So I wouldn't be too caught up in the symptom or the immediate gratification of. Um, I would Stealing That's all I, I think that there's and a deeper Darker thing she's going like, on I do service.
2: this for black people
3: Yeah <sighs> I, I know, Is that true? I don't, I don't, true? I I don't know about nuts. that
2: But Yeah activism. I think she
3: might be nuts She might be nuts Her white wife <laughs> might be nuts Pee Wee's white <laughs> wife might be nuts That's alright You know what uh,
2: Pee Wee I fuck with your wife Pee Wee Y'all keep stealing
0: you see where your business can go. To get there, you may need another ten trucks. At Century Insurance, we put more than 115 years of industry experience to work to help protect you as you launch a new delivery service or expand into a new region and reach your business goals. Century, right by you. Property and casualty coverages and render written and safety services are provided by a member of the Century Insurance Group, Stevens Point, Wisconsin. For a complete listing of companies, visit Century.com. Policies, coverages, benefits, and discounts are not available in all states. See policy for complete
1: coverage details. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places?
2: And now it's time for my favorite but in the podcast, Historic hoodwinks. this is where I will regale Eric with a famous con caper group of criminals. We'll see if he likes them. We'll see if he hates them. I don't know. I don't know personally. So note up top here, the story was primarily researched from Tim Holmes, an independent article, Ferdinand Waldo DeMara, one of the greatest imposters the world has ever seen. We don't scam our journalists, so we're always going to shout them out. So y'all look into Tim Holmes because he be writing out there For the girlies. His name is Ferdinand Waldo Damara. What am
3: I looking at? What is this? Who is this?
2: This is Ferdinand. He was a man. What is the context? Well, he was a man of many trades, a master of few. We call these people serial entrepreneurs, criminals, Uh, with the credentials of none. Oh, I love that. So he was a man of many trades, a master of few with the credentials of none. I know that's right. That's how we should all live in America. He found his beginnings as a teenage monk, but frustrated with the time and effort it took to gain skills for a legitimate life of prestige, found a career in. a as a professional imposter. I just wow. think being a monk is something you do when you are old and you are tired of this ghetto ass planet. I don't know if you need to be a teenage monk.
3: Listen, you don't need to be a teenage monk. You don't really even need to be any monk, but uh I'm gonna say um he looks like one of those monks that has like the the bald spot that's like a circle.
2: Really? You know he got such good. Or maybe that's why he left being a monk because his no, hair was still bald. No, monks go
3: bald a different way. Monks go bald a different way. They go bald just in the middle top, like a yarmulke. Mm. And uh, right, we
2: can't see that. And, and they, they make, the make good beer. Ball.
3: They make really good beer. They make great beer.
2: Oh wow, I didn't know they made beer. They monks? Like oh yeah, they make the best beer. Everybody
3: knows that. Well, there's two types of monks. There's like European monks, and there's oh, Tibetan it's like some
2: monks. lit high girl monks too. You telling me I could I throw ass and so. be think a Those monk? are
3: nuns. I think those are nuns.
2: Oh. <laughs> Hot girl monks are nuns. Wow. Wow, Eric. Hot
3: girl monks are nuns. Everybody knows that. You
2: heard it, you heard it here first. Uh, so- you, you didn't hear it here first. Everybody knows that. <laughs> He, he found his beginnings as a teenage monk, but that wasn't lit, right? So then he found a professional career as an imposter. I love that his career is being other people. Amen. So that's kind of like how do acting. you find a
3: how do you find a career as an imposter? It's
2: like being an actor.
3: Oh yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> that makes as a real sense. quick.
2: They give us a book of lies and then we do them. So how Ferdinand's crime career began. Ferdinand Mara, known as Fred, we're gonna call him Fred for the rest of the time because that's too much in my mouth. He was born in Lawrence, Massachusetts in 1921. Up until the Great Depression, his family was well off until his father became financially insolvent. Wow. That is the classiest way I've ever heard broke.
3: <laughs> if you are
2: broke, you I can start broke. saying you're financially insolvent. Like let's level up. Let's <sighs> I am broke.
3: I'm financially insolvent.
2: <laughs> like, hey man, we splitting the bill. That. Okay, yeah, let's do that. But y'all bill me later because I'm financially insolvent. Uh, <laughs> I think it works. Student loans. I am financially insolvent. Yeah. Like, I'm, insolvent. I'm gonna start saying this to people because that's a sexy way to say I have no money. Woo, fancy. But also, you know, they was doing good and the Great Depression happened and then he got booted from making money, which happened to a lot of people at that time. So Fred's career began when he was just 16, like Eric, who was working at 15 in his summer jobs. So uh, Fred wished to become a member of a silent order of Trappist monks. Away from mm. his family's financials, dire straits. So monks always are like, I know a little bit of their shtick is like, let's leave our shit behind because shit don't mean shit. So if you don't got shit anyway, you're like, yeah, monks, let's go. And they we sing, they sing like
3: this. They go, I thought
2: monks wore orange, they but they in black and white over here. No,
3: nah, you're thinking of Buddhist monks.
2: Oh, you're right. But they still don't have no hair. I think that's a part of it. It's like you can't really have no bust of hair.
3: You gotta go bald. That's how you know you're born a monk. Hallelujah. <laughs> Good job. So,
2: that shit, on you. He that shit came out in
3: 1550 fucking six or whatever. That shit was bumping. He liked him. Oh, my god. <laughs>
2: You are a you heard musician. That shit Eric. In a fucking I now I don't feel bad about that person being like you, the musician. You are a musician.
3: <laughs> you are.
2: <laughs> so he lacked both qualifications. He wasn't the proper age, and he had no skills. So they were like, "You can't monk over here, bro. You're too young, and you don't know how to monk good. So we're gonna have to let you go." So he ran away from Lawrence, Massachusetts and lied about his age to gain entry. He was eventually found by his parents, but they let him stay, figuring he'd get bored and give up the monk life. That's how you know you got bad vibes. Your parents looked for you because that's the right thing to do. And then when they found that you were safe. They were like, you know what? He can stay. Y'all like him? He can stay over there. He don't got to come back. (laughs) (laughs) That means you got bad vibes as a kid.
3: What is your relationship like with
2: your parents? It's very good. My parents are obsessed with me. That's good. So Fred didn't have the qualifications to be a monk, and he wasn't old enough. And so his parents found him, and they were like, well, you know, he'll get over this. We don't fuck with him anyway. We'll let him stay. So Fred stayed at the monastery for two more years, even earning his hood and habit before ultimately being forced out when he was 18 for lacking the proper temperament. I think you got to be pretty chill to be a monk. Like, they're like, we don't want to hear your 15 minutes on the food today or the visitors, I guess. I don't know. I Do you think you have the temperament to be a monk, Eric? I'm going to say no.
3: Absolutely not. I'd be the biggest fucking bitch in the monastery. <laughs> I'd be like, where's the LaCroix? <laughs> <laughs> it's hot. <laughs> it's hot. Where's the fucking air conditioner?
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't These have These
3: better anything. be paper straws, I'd be all woke about. It. These better be paper straws. You just killed a turtle
2: turtle i'm still mad at that turtle okay that turtle fucked up the whole like listen there are so many other ways that we're wasting paper and that we're throwing clothes into minefields with like companies like Shein and shit and but one turtle means that i can't suck on a plastic straw y'all are geeking now i got a slob on a on a, a a fucking limp straw this is ridiculous preach cardboard all in my mouth painful preach straw done got to the drink before i did ridiculous let him know (laughs) so he tried to join other orders including the nearby brothers of charity children's home but was again kicked out for failing to abide by monkly rules in retaliation he stole a car and money from the home and ran away the monk had a car and money okay In 1941, at the age of 19, Fred joined the army but found the rules even less appealing than the monk rules. He stole a friend's identity to flee the army and join the Navy. So while in the Navy, Fred received basic medical training but was not allowed to advance further due to his lack of education. His solution was to turn his skills to forgery and create the needed documents stating he had a college education. So listen, he was like, college can also be life. And I'm living it. So I love that he went from the monastery of the monks to what the army, which he thought would be easier. Then he was like the navy. That'll be sweet.
3: Who is this man?
2: Nobody knows, because he always tells How his did identity. you find
3: out about this guy?
2: He's a serial entrepreneur. He's just got a lot of jobs. He has several employments and Lots you ever seen that skills. Jim Carrey
3: movie, King of Khan?
2: King of Khan? No, what is that?
3: Oh, no, I mean, um, I Love You, Philip Morris?
2: Oh, yes, yes.
3: I love that movie.
2: He's very much serial entrepreneur, just like that. Fucking so F-
3: underrated.
2: He decided his documents were so impressive that he decided to try for a commission as an officer instead. So he made up these fake documents. There's no Google. There's no O's in these days. Like, He was printing them out good. He was like, these are cute. I'm going to go be an officer. Like, why am I even trying to be like a regular nigga in the Navy? I'm going to be chief, chief nigga Navy. Okay, in 1942, he took the identity of Dr. Robert Linton French, a former Navy officer psychologist whose details he had found in an old college pamphlet. He successfully lived as Dr. French for three years, working as a college teacher until he was discovered by authorities in 1945 and prosecuted for desertion. Now, in the military, the act of desertion means to illegally leave the armed forces. So when you join the armed forces, they be like... So when you
3: just bounce, you're like, peace, I'm out. Then they're like, yo, that was fucked up.
2: Like, wait a minute, where you going? No, we own you. Did we not? Oh, my God. We did not tell you this was slavery. It is. Can you come back? 'Cause otherwise we'll put you in jail. Is that cool? How do you feel? Yeah. That's literally what it is. They're like, oh oh, mm-hmm. the most marginalized of our country, you want free education and benefits for the rest of your life. impending you live.
3: Yeah. Come to the yeah.
2: military. Yeah. And they go With to that high school. Like,
3: do you got a 1.4 grade point average and you want a free Grand Slam at Denny's for the rest of your life? Join the military. Do
2: you want to get on the airplane early? Now, listen, we're not going to get you good seats, OK? But you're going to board first on Spirit. And that means that you get the best boxing gloves and the first seat belt available.
3: <laughs> Do you want to be completely abandoned by our healthcare system as soon as you get back from Iraq? Join, Join the, the military, <laughs> okay? Join
2: no, military. it's gonna be cute. Trust us. Trust us. Where's oh, your man, high school right now? Eighteen-year-old, seventeen-year-old? <clears throat> we can work that out. Sixteen? <laughs> we could. We could fix it. Don't worry about it. A mess. So, a new identity. We're getting there. Jail time did little to turn Fred from his ways, and upon his release, he took on and created a new identity, Cecil Hammond. That's a good name for the time, Cecil. I think Cecil's very trustworthy. You know any Cecils, Eric?
3: Yeah, most of my friends are named Cecil. (laughs) I'm from Florida.
2: I believe you. So...
3: All right, go ahead. Sorry. I I interrupted you and I apologize.
2: No, I love you. I love it all. No, so he went to jail. jail. He got out of jail. He got a new identity. Now he's Cecil Hammond. And so he was taking he was like looking for a teaching position at the college in Maine. Um, The Brothers of Christian Instruction which sounds like a school I would never want to go to. The Brothers of Christian Instruction. I don't know what the brother's giving and I don't want it. So (laughs) Here, Fred met Dr. Joseph Siri, a Canadian doctor, moving to the United States to set his own practice. Dr. Joseph needed help with immigration paperwork, so he gave all his official identification documents to Fred. Fred, a very trustworthy person, who offered to help him with his application. Fred then used the copies of his friend's documents to approach a Canadian Navy and threatened to join the Army if he wasn't made a naval officer. So now he's like, if y'all don't let me be, y'all can be all over here. I'm going to be, y'all can be over there. But. So, afraid to lose a chain doctor, the Canadian Navy fast-tracked his application with little scrutiny. He was not a trained doctor, just to remember that, y'all. With that, Fred worked as a commissioned officer, Joseph Sire, at the Staticona Naval Base in Quebec during the Korean War. While there, he convinced other doctors to contribute to a medical booklet he claimed to be producing for lumberjacks working in remote parts of Canada, getting others to build credibility for him. So, now he's like, oh, y'all know I'm a doctor. Y'all give me some money. We making a little a book for some other people, okay. bet so, with the credit of writing a medical book, which he really did not do, and the bits of knowledge he gained in the U.S. Navy and crafty delegation of any medical tasks to his assistants. So basically, like he would go into like a situation, and they'd be like, "Oh my God, he's shot through the lung," and they and then he'd be like, they, "They, they, he need heart surgery. He need lung surgery." He'd be like, "Yeah, he do." Scalpel, and then he would pass the scalpel to somebody else. We need uh, three cc's of you know what I'm talking about, and then they would go get it. He'd be like, "Y'all get get the gurney over here, stat." Um, jaws of life, y'all know where they at? Like he was delegating all the medical tasks because he did not know how to do who that. Who are
3: you? Who are you talking about?
2: So he became a fake ass doctor and got into the <laughs> Canadian naval.
3: Who did? Who? Who did?
2: Fred.
3: You're still talking about him?
2: Yes, we almost done. What talking did he about do to
3: him. you? Huh? You're obsessed with him.
2: I am obsessed with him.
3: You need to let it go. You guys dated I know, 10 years ago.
2: But he's so hot. Did you see his hairline? <laughs> he's sexy. You got a hairline like that in 1920? Like, bro, you got it. Okay. Pussy on. Okay. And like, he had the credit. Snail to-
3: trailing across the carpet.
2: <laughs> so. In 1951, at this point, Fred is still operating as Dr. Sear. There's no Google, so he's just operating as a doctor. He's not a doctor, but he's doing very well. Not enough deaths for anybody to be suspicious. So, though he was the ship's doctor, he had his sick birth attendant handle all minor injuries. So he just farmed everything else out, like I was saying before. However, he finally found the limit to his ability to pose as a fake doctor when three Korean refugees came aboard, desperate, in need of advanced medical attention. With solely the aid of textbooks and his assistant, Fred successfully treated all three men, completing an amputation of one of their legs. Can you imagine if you need a uh, emergency amputation and the person who's going to give it to you is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on one second. You just see them keep turning to the corner and opening the book and being like amputation chapter four. Amputation.
3: Oh, he was winging it.
2: He was winging it.
3: Yo, he reminds me of. Um. Leonardo DiCaprio in that movie.
2: Catch Me If You Can?
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: He's
3: you like, like that movie?
2: Yes, I did. He's very much like that. But for me, I just, I don't know, as a black woman, I don't really get best care in the medical system anyway. That's what I said earlier. I bring a Chanel back to the hospital when I have to get surgery and try to pretend I'm the most important black, which won't always work out because they damn near killed Beyonce and Serena Williams on their first childbirths. But. Really? Yes. Beyonce
3: almost died on her first childhood birth?
2: Yes. Know so I remember when I was on a schedule for like um, morphine or like fentanyl, which I was scared of. I was like, man, no, y'all trying to kill me for real. They were like, no, it's fine in the hospital, not on the street. I was like, okay, wait. And so my doctor was like, you have to stay ahead of the pain. And he put me on a schedule. But I was kind of like, oh, a, I could thug it out. I can, I'm strong. And he was like, please don't no. do that. So the nurse came in at like 3 a.m. And she was like, well, how are you feeling physically? And I was like, well, I'm not in the pain yet, but I know it's coming. And she was like, well, then I'll come back when it's coming. And I was like, well, I I was like, my doctor said I should get ahead of the pain. So whatever his prescription is of how I should take the medication, we should just continue to follow that. She was like, well, you don't seem to be in any pain. I said, you know what? I put on my Olivia Pope hat. I pretended that I was Annalise Keating. uh, And I know that's two different shows, and I don't give a fuck. And I was like, okay, cool. Would you mind writing down That you denied care for me Or you know what actually you don't even have to do that Because you signed in right And you're on schedule and you're you're assigned to my room So I can just have my lawyers figure out where you are And I'll let them know that you denied me care In a moment where I was absolutely assured That it would be handled by my doctor And then since you're doing that I know that there's a lot of systemic racism in medicine And that black women get poor treatment And that you want us to die And I will also share this information with everyone possible So you said that what do you want to do and she's like oh my god no 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 it wasn't racism no, I'll, I'll go get you she ran She ran, like Speedy Gonzalez it was like a trail of smoke when she ran out there and got me my medicine but that's you said that I don't have no lawyers for that I have entertainment lawyers I don't have lawyers. I don't have a Brian Longcourt or a fucking ambulance lawyer I don't got a lawyer that's got a park bench but listen we all have to act like we have one okay Y'all go outside and wow. look around at who the lawyers are in your town and then just start saying their name in the hospital. <laughs> or if you can't do, if you can't think of any, Long Card, Brian, and Sons. Three names, real fast. Jimmy, Jimmy Tommy, and, and Asos. Pardon. Why were you in the hospital? Oh, I had a removed. Oh, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah.
2: But if you can't think of no lawyer names, just real fast, three men. Maybe one woman.
3: Combine Jewish name: Joshua Cohenberg
2: and sons.
3: Uh, (laughs) David, Jacob, Witz, (laughs) and sons.
2: (laughs) Don't forget Uh, about the sons. sons. The sons are gonna beat your ass. The sons are young; (laughs) they have time. (laughs) Yo, but wrapping this up. So he did complete these surgeries with the help of his test book. And uh, then he actually was recommended for like an award. And his photo was published in a newspaper captioned with name Dr. Joseph Sire. Remember his name is Fred. So the true sire's mother saw the photo of the man and saw that it wasn't her son and alerted authorities who simply elected to deport Fred back to the U.S. to avoid scandal. But Fred's outing as the great imposter would go on to haunt him forever. Yeah, he got back to the States. He told his story to Life Magazine. He sold it to them. I guess Life Magazine was still popping back then. Now that his criminal identity uh-huh. was known, he no longer had the prestige of the previous positions that he had lied about. And in 1955, Fred was back at it and sold the identity of Ben W. Jones before disappearing again. He was always somebody else. I love that for him. He just switched his wig up. Make you feel like you're cheating. Yes.
3: Best believe.
2: Yes. Yeah, so he was caught in nineteen fifty seven and he served six months in prison. After release, Fred returned to entertainment, making several appearances on game shows like You Bet Your Life and a cameo in the horror film The Hypnotic Eyes. So then he got into entertainment. Where he should have been. He was just taking on roles. He was just acting like he was a doctor. He acted real. He was good.
3: completely he was completely nuts, right?
2: Yeah. But listen, he did Tom Cruise level do your own stunts because they came in and and they were like, "We need our leg amputated." He said, "Open the amputation book and and, and go to uh row A." And he did it. They alive. I'm not mad. They at He did it. it properly. I'm not mad at it at all.
3: I wasn't paying it. I wasn't paying attention. Did he do it? Did he succeed at the amputation?
2: Yes. The, and then he got a medal for it. So scammer of the week. With the rise of the AI technology, has come the rise of its use in adult entertainment. A team of two computer science students have recently put the technology to the test when trying to determine if their AI-generated images of women were realistic enough for paying customers. So they, the pair created a fair... Like, they made a fake Reddit account and named it Claudia. And so we're looking at Claudia right now. Does Claudia look real to you? Can you yeah, see her? Yeah, 10
3: out of 10 with Smash.
2: Yeah, she's hot. And you
3: know what? The next time, the next woman I kiss and marry... Claudia
2: <laughs> she's AI so you're never going to get married
3: don't don't care no you I'll can't build a kiss robot her mannequin.
2: Eric you can't kiss I'll her I'll build
3: a mannequin I'll wrap her robot parts around a mannequin <laughs> and do it and borrow my friend's 3d printer we'll figure it out
2: <laughs> uh, I, I want to see the I'm down pad version of Claudia that's been painted like with shit from Joanne's nah. fabrics
3: no nah. she is gonna be able to upkeep her shit i
2: see like a fedex printout of her face just stuck to a mannequin i think that's the best that you're going to be able to come up with
3: <laughs> this is terrifying so that's a completely uh, uh, computer built image yeah
2: not real but look at her eyes don't she look like she looking at you like yeah
3: yeah it's in my spank bank Oh, uh,
2: claudia claudia's a baddie so they upload a series of these right not my type and promised that Claudia had nudes to sell if messaged her private if you messaged her privately. The duo has claimed to receive several messages, including an invitation to dinner. I don't know how you're gonna have dinner with AI Claudia, but they offer they offering dinner. Other users chimed in, demanding to see the model's hands, duh, because AI is really bad with hands. And the virtual pimps were forced to admit their deception. Though AI technology has significantly progressed, most generation models still have difficulty like difficult times producing certain images such as hands horses and the duo couldn't offer an image with properly formed hands so if you want to know if it's ai be like let me see them hands or put them or get on a horse those are our options right now just so you know eric if you fall in love with someone on OnlyFans, you got to be like let me see your hands and also get on a horse
3: get on a horse that's a tall order
2: yeah, but it's like if if you real, you real. Is it a tall order for Andre? No, Alexandre? you don't say, Let me I feel see like your I hands. would get on a horse you, for you. I find a horse.
3: You, you gotta lift up the newspaper with the today's, today's date. Data. That's how you know. Because I have That's pictures you know of me on
2: horses right now that I could send to you. But you want you can today's AI date a horse to know that I'm not. You Pick up AI? today's
3: newspaper. Yes. Okay. And I've been I've been catfished a lot. <laughs>
2: I just feel like the
3: majority th- of dates I've been on in my life, catfishes.
2: That's wild because I would honestly think you would fifty percent.
3: I'd say sixty oh, percent. The other forty percent, AI.
2: <laughs> I mean, I think AI fucked. It's a part of the reason we're like on strike right now. But like, uh, I don't know, man. Especially in sex work, I really kind of hate AI. I hate it in TV too, but in sex work, I hate it even more because I'm like. Dudes, do you really want like some duo of weird dudes sending you messages pretending to be a woman? Like, isn't the whole point that you're talking to? I a I don't sexy think that. I'm not
3: worried about that shit. I'm not worried about that shit. This is never gonna.
2: It's never gonna happen over. to you or take over. I mean, I don't know about take over, but like, there's a hell of amount of people getting catfished today. Like, flyover states, they don't be on Twitter like that. They don't be on Reddit like that. They do think that Bruno Mars is asking them for money while he's on tour so that he can fuck them in a hotel room. That's a real catfish story I've reported on. I mean. Like, they really think that. What
3: a a tale to tell. What a tale to tell.
2: (laughs) So it's like, I don't know how far this can go. I'm not not a fan of this scam. Just because don't replace sex work. Sex work is work. It's not my work, but I know sex workers and I know how much work it is. And I don't think we need weirdo dudes stealing images, trying to get money for nudes online. That's weird.
3: Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah.
2: Well, we are at the end of the show, Eric.
3: Sex work is real work.
2: Where I have to let you go. But anything you are allowed to promote, you can promote To
3: say goodbye. EricAndreTour.com. Yeah. Eric Andre tour.com. I'm on tour right now. I'm touring you your will city see right now.
2: All of this. Good Lordy. That's right. Um,
3: Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for having me.
2: Thank you for being here. Congregation, D I V A L A C I Diva on all platforms. Scam Goddess Pod if you want to see all the photos. And if you want to see me on tour, I will be at the Bell House in New York City seven thirty. Get those tickets, baby. I'm saying it here first before I post it online because I love y'all. So, New York City, I'm going to build this. Son. Get your Tim's out, son. We about to go to the bodega and get a fucking chopped cheese, bitch. Let's go.
3: I, I appreciate you. I wanted to say that. Aww. I appreciate you.
2: I appreciate you too, Eric. Eric. You're very fun.
3: Thank you for having
2: Congratulations me. Congratulations.
3: Stay andre <laughs> Aripa Derchi, Alvita zayn. Yeah.
2: This has been an Earwolf production in association with Team Coco. Scam Goddess stars and is hosted by me, Lacey Mosley, a.k.a. Scam Goddess. Our producer is Judith Cargbo. Our production coordinator is Abby Aguilar. And our audio engineer is Sam Keeper. Research for the show is done by Caitlin Brandt. Stay scapin'.
0: You have a vision for your business. Your priority might be to expand facilities or bring in the best talent. At Century Insurance, we listen, learn, and work to understand your business and your plans to help protect your new locations as your business evolves and your vision comes true century right by you property and casualty coverages and are written and safety services are provided by a member of the century insurance group Stevens point wisconsin for a complete listing of companies visit century.com policies coverages benefits and discounts are not available on all states see policy for complete coverage details
1: love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places